From Sandwich Community TV, I'm Manx Taiki Magyar, and this is Blindside. The entire audio interviews that I've cut to make my short-form video documentaries. In the winter of 2016, former Sandwich TV employee Payson Tickham went to Falmouth to interview an oyster farmer, Peter Chase, about his farm and his whole process. This interview was for a documentary we were doing on recreational oystering and the love of oysters themselves. Background. You can say your name and then just talk about you know, your work background and then also your oyster background. Okay, um, my name is Pete Chase and I've been operating an oyster farm in Falmouth for about 12 years. Um, I also, my background is mostly in fish biology um, so I, I do work as a fish biologist and this is kind of a side thing with the oyster farm. Um, so it's been a lot of experimentation, uh, but you know, it's, it's been really fun for me. Good side project. What, like, what got you into to oystering specifically? I mean, obviously, you, you know, Well, yeah, for me it was um, when I first moved here in, in uh, 2000, I, I realized that nobody in Falmouth was growing oysters, but a lot of people were in the Outer Cape. And so um, I had learned a bit about aquaculture in, in college um, and I was wondering kind of why nobody was doing it in Falmouth so I, uh, I started the permitting process and ended up getting a permit. It took me a long time but I, I got a permit here to, to start doing it um, and I just wanted to see how well it would work because um, I, I, I like the idea behind the uh, oyster farming and um, so I just wanted to see why Falmouth couldn't do it like the other towns. Um, what, uh, can you talk a little bit about, like, oysters, what they, what animal they are, you know, like, from a scientific perspective, like, describe an oyster, what is an oyster, really? Sure, well, um, uh, an oyster is a bivalve mollusk, um, and they filter feed, um, which is extremely important for the environment because they're constantly pumping water through them and, and cleaning the water. Um, so, you know, in, in the past, you know, in hundreds of years ago, there used to be so many oysters and they would filter uh, tons of water every single day and, and purify the water. But as oysters were over harvested, as they were um, knocked off by disease and whatnot, um, that natural purifying system went away, was starting to go away. So um, it's really it's really a critical animal to have in the water and that's one of the reasons I really like the idea of farming is because it's a way of helping the environment, bringing the oyster back in, but also providing an industry for young people to get into, you know, with commercial fishing is becoming harder and harder. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good economically and environmentally. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's great, that's great. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, so you, you kind of said, talked about what they eat, but they basically yeah. filter food through the water. And sure, well if there's, um, you know, a lot of problems develop when you've got too much nitrogen running into the water. You can, get, you can have uh, algal blooms that explode and then, um, you know, as they die off, it, it causes um, oxygen depletion in the water. So what the what filter feeders like like oysters and and other bivalves do is they'll they'll filter out that algae so that you can't 
you, you don't have the extensive blooms. Um, and by doing that, they also increase the visibility through the water. So more sunlight reaches the bottom. It, um, when that happens, you get more growth of uh, benthic plants like eelgrass, which in turn provide habitat for um, many different species of, of fish and, and invertebrates. So. Yeah, what about like personally oysters? Like, what? Well, I'm assuming you like them, obviously. Yeah, I love oysters. Yeah, I I eat a lot. <laughs> Can you describe like what's an oyster taste like? You know, what's uh. Um. Well. You know the the thing in in oyster oyster farming is um, <clears throat> how oysters really take on the flavor of the water that they're grown in. So. Um, there are a lot of different properties in the water, um, salinity being a, a, a big one, um, but other minerals and stuff that add to the, to the flavor of an oyster. So it, in oyster farming, people, people have been putting a specific name to their oyster. And so people who love eating oysters can compare different ones and, and taste the differences between the oysters, which is really a reflection of the differences in the water that they're grown in. So. Um, I, I just, I love the saltiness of them. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, I, was, I would, can't say the texture. I mean, I, I actually do love the texture of them, but really? that's something that a lot of people, you know, are squeamish about when, when the first time they have them. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's something that, you, you really, that really grows on you, yeah. um, the taste of them. And once you, once you start enjoying oysters, it's hard to stop eating them. Yeah. <laughs> No, it seems like, and I, I don't know if, the, if this is true, but it seems like there's been an uptick. Maybe this is just me growing up and realizing that there's better foods in the world. But in the past, like, decade, it seems like, you know, the oyster thing has been, I mean, it's been... Oh, yeah. Place, you know? like the, well, the aquaculture industry is is um, is heading, you know, it's a, the trajectory is like this. Um, a lot of people are getting on board. Oysters are coming back sort of into fashion. Um, it's It's a lot... Uh, it's it's a lot like the craft beer, uh, you know, type movement where uh, people want the local the local food. Um, so yeah, the popularity is is on the rise. That's cool. Um, so oh yeah, some simple stuff. Uh, what's you know, what's the legal size for an oyster? What's it gotta, what's it um, for for wild oysters, it's three inches. Um, before it has to be three inches for you to harvest them. Um, there are, a new rule just went through this year for um, aquaculturists can sell them at two and a half inches, um, but wild product has to be three inches. Oh cool, that's, that's, that's definitely different. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, it used to be three for aquaculturists too, except for that um, for a few years we could ship, I, I could sell two and a half inch called petite oysters out of state, but I couldn't sell them in Massachusetts. And uh, so there was a lot of, um, you know, the industry kind of rose up and said, you know, we want to be able to sell them in state too, um, which makes sense because why miss out on all that business? Because people buy a lot of them, the, the two and a half inch. Um, they're, they're sort of like, um, yeah, a lot of people actually prefer the small ones. Um, it's a great like cocktail appetizer oyster, um, brings people into the restaurant to have a drink before dinner, you know. With, with a, a special on petite oysters type thing. Yeah. Um, 
So now that just that rule came out about a month or two ago, where um, now we're allowed to sell in-state petites. Oh, congrats! That's huge. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it it is nice. Um, that's uh, just a fun question. What's the uh, what's the most oysters you've ever eaten in a sitting? Oh, um, probably probably three or four dozen at least at Wellfleet Oyster Fest. <laughs> I did not. I couldn't. I was. I was out of town. Uh, of course, they had, They were shut down for norovirus yeah. this year. So I. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a shame. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I kind of already touched on this too, but but what in what environment do they do oysters like best? I mean, obviously you said, which I think is interesting, that oysters can take on the flavor of their environment sometimes, you know, whether it's really salty water or not salty, but what, what's, what do they like? What, where do they grow? Um, well, what I've learned through growing is that they like, they like being near the surface of the water, so they like a lot of food. Um, that's sort of number one. Um, the salinity, um, I, I grow them in a high salinity area, um, and, and they grow fine. Um, so they can tolerate that. They can also tolerate pretty low salinity. Um, so they're very, they're very flexible in that range. Um, I think typically in the wild, you, where you're going to find them the most is in um, estuary areas. You know, brackish water. Um, but uh, again, to to be successful in growing them, you need an area that that gets a lot of food. So does that mean warmer water too, or colder water, or is that not? Well, they grow faster in warmer water. Okay. Um, there's no doubt about that. It also, if you if you live in a warmer water area, um, they'll grow all year round. Um, so, people who grow them in in Maine or Canada, you know, the water's very cold, and they grow there and they taste great, but it's a it's a slow process for them. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I mean, I've had uh, I've had oysters down, you know, like down south that are monsters. But I, I mean, they do. They definitely do taste better. I, I always like the, the small ones. I don't know if that's yeah. just like a, a mental thing, or if it's actually the you know, the oysters that are probably hard to know. But I but I definitely do like the that smaller. It seems like a harder shell. Yeah. Um, type of oyster. So. Yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I think that you know, the oysters down south generally get a, a lower price, and um, you know. They, they're used for cooking a lot. I mean, people eat them on the half shell too. It's obviously a big business down in, in the Gulf of Mexico and stuff, but um, comparing the Northeast oyster, don't put this on your thing because I, I don't want to start any wars with, you know, Southern folks. But yeah, generally I think the consensus is Northeast oysters get, and West Coast too, I mean, but they demand a higher price and um, they might just taste better. I don't know. I've had I've had some oysters down south in Florida before that I couldn't even finish like a half dozen because uh, it was just they were just like the meat was like huge gobbing over the sides and like they're kind of warm it was just like no it's not it's nasty yeah. I unfortunately did not meet Peter Chase personally, but I believe his operation is still up and running and going strong. Blindside is a Sandwich Community TV podcast. Subscribe to us on your favorite platform or visit us directly at www.sandwichcommunitytv.org so you can stay up to date with all the newest content. Thanks for listening.